Thank you for downloading the Kingdom Ministries podcast. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can learn more about our ministry of equipping followers of Jesus to use the resources God has given them at kingdomtools.org. I don't have a gift, and I want to make it clear that as we look at the scriptures, authority has nothing to do with spiritual gift. That's a completely different thing. Every one of you as a child of God has received Jesus' authority. Prayer is one of those fundamental pieces of the Christian walk that can easily become confusing. It is no wonder that the followers of Jesus asked him specifically to teach them how to pray. In this Prayer 101 series, Keith Martins teaches a local Fresno church how to pray as Jesus did, so that they can see the same fruit that we read about in the New Testament. In part two of this series, Keith shares a few example stories and discusses the role of authority as a Christian in prayer. There's a little phrase I like to say that, you know, don't judge the package, but test the contents. Now, there's a lot of weird people out there, as you probably know. You might be sitting next to somebody, you know, I don't know, but you might think I'm weird. But the point is, is that there are weird people just because we're people and there's just weird personalities and different things like that or the way they learn. A lot of things people have learned, like from more charismatic backgrounds and things like that, they, they learn the style, you know, or whatever they got going on, you know, and it's like when I first met John, okay, and, and I was at Fresno Pacific and, and uh, uh, John had a ministry at Valley Christian Center and, and this girl, these two roommates came to my office as the campus pastor. I was the campus pastor at Fresno Pacific University and taught some Bible classes. There was an adjunct professor. And these two girls come and they say, hey, uh, Keith, we got this weird roommate, man. I think she's like into witchcraft and stuff like that. Now, okay, given my background, right, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, right. All right, and so, uh, and they start telling me more. I go, well, what's going on? Well, you know, she moves stuff in our room. I go, well, just move it back, you know. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, I had no clue what she was talking about. No, no, she's moving it, like, with her mind and stuff. And I'm kind of, oh, man, you know. And, and she goes, and I go, well, okay, well, what else? Well, the radio comes on in the middle of the night. I go, well, just unplug it. She goes, well, we did. I'm thinking, what? And so they, and so I ask them what kind of church, and please forgive me, I've repented of this, and I know that I'm in a, Assemblies, background, kind of church, and there might be people here, you know. And, and so when, when they told me what church they went to, which is some kind of Pentecost church, I go, oh, it's just, you know, that's part of that whole scene, you know. And, uh, and yet, yet I, had, I had, you know, we were already seeing people healed and stuff, and, and we didn't have to do any weird, you know, funky dance or wear the hair or change my clothes. I didn't have to change my tone of voice, you know. And then... Um, so, so uh, the girls came back and goes, hey, uh, when can you see her? You know, like been a week had gone by and I didn't see her. I really had no intention. I mean, really, I'm not a very good pastor person. But so they, they came by and said, when are you going to see her? You know, more things are happening. It's weird. We don't know what to do. And so I go, okay, okay. And I still really had no intention of seeing this girl. And then she, she comes to my office herself. She knocks on the door. And I go, yes. And she goes, uh, yeah, I'm so-and-so. I'll say, let's say your name's Annie. Uh, I'm Annie, and uh, uh, I heard you wanted to see me. And I'm going to myself, no, not really. And, and um, I'm putting two and two together. And, and so she goes, okay, so why don't you come in? I go, what can I do for you? And she kept saying this over and over. It was like, it was like weird, okay? She goes, you can't do anything for me, Pastor, is what she said. I go, okay, I, I got it. I'm an idiot. I can't help you, whatever. 
And uh, I go, well, all I can know how to do is to pray for you. She goes, yeah, do whatever you want. Now, I really don't think she knows that she said that. So by this time, I had learned some things about praying for the sick and praying for people. And, and so I just busted out. And, and this is really important. Now, people like the stories. But, okay, remember the review evaluation thing? Okay, I want you to be ready for this. Because I'm not going to ask you what story I told. I'm going to go, what were the two points from this story that I want to make? And here's the two points that are critical for your life in Christ and your ministry. And the first one I learned by accident, which is all right there in the scripture, is be dependent on Jesus. Now that sounds good, but here's what I mean. Okay, here's what I really mean by that. So the girl asked, you know, go ahead, you can do whatever you want. And so I start praying. Okay, and here's what I prayed out loud in front of her. Okay. It's a very biblical prayer, by the way. If you want to read 2 Chronicles with the whole Jehoshaphat thing, he's approached by the army. I love it. He's the leader. And he stands there, Lord, we don't know what to do. Our eyes are on you. And so I kind of prayed that way. That's a great prayer. So out loud in front of the girl, I go, Lord Jesus, uh, I know you love this person. I don't know how to help her. Will you show us what to do? Okay. As soon as I started praying, she starts screaming. Like at the top, I go, whoa, what are you doing? Don't pray. Don't pray. I go, well, you said I could pray. I'm going, what's this chick a psycho, man? She's like nuts. And I was starting to wonder about her mental health and all that kind of stuff because I'd never experienced it. I go, why would she do that, right? I go, hey, hold it down, man. There's other people. There's other offices, you know. It's like, hey, we're trying to be spiritual here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, uh, so as she's talking, I'm not hearing anything. And then I go, you know, I just my mind started working. I go, wow, was that really because of the prayer? I gotta, I'm going to try that again, okay? So she kind of stopped. I go, well, Lord, what about that? As soon as I started praying, boom, she starts screaming again. She goes, why do you do that? I told you not to pray. I go, well, I want to see if, something, if that worked. You know, what was, you know, it's like we got in this thing. And uh, I go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay. She goes, oh, my head, don't pray, because whenever you pray, my head hurts. And now silently, with dependence, point number one, on Jesus, I said, oh, Lord, what do I do now? You know, what do I do now? Like, I, I had no clue what was going on here. I asked a professor, he said, yeah, I had a experience with this one time. I go, what did you do? And he goes, well, I got behind the desk. I go, well, I think I like my method better. <laughs> yeah, that was real helpful. Okay. So I said, Lord, what should I do? Uh, you know, silently, and this is so good for me because I'm not one of these guys that goes, you're supposed to do this. It's like, uh, I'm thinking about, have I eaten yet? You know, kind of like, you know, or something. I mean, just, it just doesn't work for me that way. But he brought to mind a scripture, the one where uh, Jesus went after church to Peter's mother-in-law. And he said something uh, of a rebuke to the, uh, the headache or the fever the mother had, mother-in-law had, Peter's mother-in-law had. Uh, and by the way, here's another little thing you can look at when you're looking at those things in red. And Jesus, he never used the word rebuke. And it's really weird that we use that. I mean, try using that with your dog or your kids. Or if you're a school teacher, I rebuke you. Really, if someone, what are you supposed to do? That doesn't tell you anything. And, and, and Jesus never used that word. It says, he rebuked the wind and the waves. That means he said something to them. And then Mark will tell you, if you go to the book of Mark, that's Matthew. If you go to the book of Mark, it'll say, he rebuked in the wind and the waves by saying, be quiet, be still. That's the rebuke. Stop it. Be quiet. Be still. And we found in actual deliverance ministry, it's very, um, it doesn't work. It's kind of like you get the Scooby-Doo look. You know, if you're praying for someone who's delivering, they go, Rrr. you know, like, what do you, you go, I rebuke, like, what do I do kind of thing? It's kind of, it's, it's weird, okay? 
But so just to tell you, again, we want to, the whole thing is not to do it the way I'm saying it. The whole thing is we want to really look at, we want to start with the fundamentals. What did Jesus say, the stuff in red? When did he say it? What did the disciples and the 72 others, we don't even know their names, what did they say? What did guys like Stephen and Philip, what did they say when they did all these wonderful things? By the way, they weren't apostles or disciples in the sense of the 12. So we got to get over that little hump if you're stuck there. And so in all this, I said, now, Lord, what I do? And that little, that, that scripture came to mind about Peter and mother-in-law. So here's what I did. And I had done this before because we've been messing around with this healing thing, you know, as we were learning in seminary and reading some other stories about other people had gone to them and heard and, and learned how, watched them pray. And you know, we were just being ourselves. We didn't have to change our voices or act strange. Because, I, you know, even as a kid growing up, I'd go around that. I'd get me all nervous. Like, oh, man, I'm getting all funky now, you know, and, and weird. And speaking of that, you know, we, we so I, I just didn't do anything strange. I just took that passage and I said uh, to, the, to Annie, I just said, well, if, and I want you to remember this, if, this is the second point. Uh, the first one is dependence on Jesus. The second is using the authority Christ has given you by starting with the word if. Because I'm telling you, I don't have a clue. If there's like a thousand demons in here, I wouldn't know it. Okay, like there have been very few times I've had any sense of something evil. There's a couple of times where it's gotten real sketchy where you feel something on your neck. But I'm not, I don't have a gift. And I want to make it clear that as we look at the scriptures, authority has nothing to do with spiritual gifting. That's a completely different thing. Every one of you as a child of God has received Jesus' authority. You have that. It's something he's given to us, something that's part and parcel of having the Holy Spirit in us and with us and upon us. There is a distinction there, by the way, we can talk about later. But we all have this authority. And it's kind of like we're carrying around this gun and this badge. It would almost be like a police officer has that badge, authority, uniform, everything, the whole thing. And he just never does anything. You know, he looks around, sees trouble, and, you know, he has the power to do something about it, but, yeah, okay, well, whatever, you know. But to know that you have that and to begin to use it and and to see, again, the point is not about you. It's about what God wants to accomplish. It's that he has called us to manifest his purpose and his power to make himself known through us to other people. That's the plan. And so... When I did this thing, when I said, uh, now, if that headache is spiritual. Now, see, I love that because you could go home tonight. I would encourage you to do that. Or, or if your kid's having trouble sleeping. This happens all the time. I get this all the time. Kids having trouble sleeping or bad nightmares. You just teach your kid or do it yourself. Say, you know, if this is spiritual. Like, who knows, right? It could be psychological. They could have, you know, whatever. There could be all kinds of reasons. We dream for different reasons or have nightmares. But if this is spiritual, then, in Jesus' name, I command it to stop. You could do that. See, I, I grew up being taught you don't look for a demon behind every bush, you know. Well, when I realized, well, number one, that's not in the scriptures. Number two, then I thought, well, are there any behind any of the bushes? And if there are, which bushes would those be? And then how would you know? And then if you did know, what would you do? And so, again, back to Jesus, you know. The way he addressed those things was by speaking 
directly to them. And even Paul, you know, in, in Acts chapter 16, he's way later. It's not, he turned around to the slave girl that had the spirit of a python, the, the spirit that, uh, the God, from the God she worshipped that predicted the future. He, she turned around. In the Greek, you'll see even a note in some of your study Bibles that'll say a python. Spirit of, in the Greek, it says spirit of a python. It says that right in the original text. But yours, it'll say a spirit by which she foretold the future. That's what she used the spirit for which I don't think it can really do. I think what they do is they, because they're invisible, they go, oh, let's tell her this, and then they go arrange and set it all up through other people. So uh, just a little side note on that. So anyway, the, the thing is being direct, and it's weird. Like, who am I to speak? Well, you know who I am? I'm a child of God. I have his authority. I'm only doing it because I'm an ambassador. I'm representing him. I'm not the guy, but hey, I'm representing his will and his purpose. So I spoke to this thing. I said, hey, if that headache is spiritual, be gone. And man, that girl, she looked up immediately, and she goes, how did you do that? I go, what do I do now? You know, I thought I did something wrong. She goes, my headache, it's gone. I go, really? And this is still today my response to most things when something happens. I go, oh, really? Because, you know, I don't really feel, I go, are you sure? You know, like, it's crazy. I mean, even after church at Valley one time, a girl we knew, she got in an accident. She's walking like this. Hey, Sylvia, come here, let's pray. We did this thing like a card you're going to get, basically right off this card that we wrote up, same kind of thing, asking the same questions Jesus asked people. And then we just said, well, we agree be healed. She goes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. She said a thousand times. She takes it off. She goes, okay, I got to go. I'm going to be late for my ride. I'm going, what? Did that just happen? And Joan's with me, and I'm kind of going, really? And so then I call my mom, because my mom's discipling this girl. And I go, mom, is Sylvia coming over this Tuesday? She goes, yeah, I think so. And I go, okay, never mind. She goes, what? I go, no, nothing. Just if anything, she comes and she shares anything, then just call me after. Like, just, you know, and I'm thinking, maybe she's, you know, maybe, it's, I don't know, some kind of cultural thing. Like, oh, I don't know. But she didn't do any of that. So my mom calls me. She goes, hey, you didn't tell me that Sylvie was healed. I go, man, she came, no brace, no nothing, walking by. Yeah, nothing. I go, who knew? So if, if you somehow think, if you somehow think faith is believing enough, I think you're already on, on, on very unsolid ground. Because if you think about it, then it depends on you and your ability to believe enough. And that would be worse. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Ministries podcast. Tune into our next episode for the continuation of this series. And for more content, please visit us on the web at kingdomtools.org.